John. Especially when it's my John. Wait a minute. Whoops. Yeah, I don't know if this is gonna work. It might be one of the worst <laughs> titles ever. <laughs> That's alright. Uh, let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to Bounty Board, a first episode of a new podcast on nerdybits.com. Joining me, I have E9 Sunday and Sketch Sawyer. If you guys want to introduce yourself by your names, that's fine. I'm Benjamin Sawyer. I've been around, you know, but you can find me as Sketch Sawyer. So, you know, look me up. That's not my normal voice, but. (laughs) I don't know. I should have gone first now and let you finish that. (laughs) Everybody, this is Eric E9 Sunday Glass. I've been around playing with these fools for. The better part of seven years, we've now known each other. I think a little, maybe a little bit longer. Yeah, quite a long um, bit, quite a bit. Why we're just deciding to do this, I don't know, but well, let's see how it goes. It's less just deciding and actually just getting to it. <laughs> yep, that's true. So we've talked about it for kids. Bounty Board's a new podcast. We're launching at Nerdy Bits, um, and for the first two episodes, we're going to talk about E3 because E3 is coming up. Everyone wants to know about it, and so first episode being. Before E3, we're going to go through a bunch of rumors, our expectations, and uh, kind of have a discussion about that. <clears throat> yep. So, Let's do it. Else? Yeah, yeah. I'm so ready. E3 starts on Saturday, um, Saturday night. Really? Oh, yeah, E3 start or just like, the press conferences start? Yeah, conferences technically. So, Well, the first You could say it's the start of the E3 season almost or whatever, yeah. event. I don't know about you guys, but E3 is year-round for me. So, <laughs> Yeah, so EA starts the conference at 2 in the afternoon Central. So that's noon in yeah. California on the West Coast and 1 on the East Coast. Um, and they're the first 3 ones. on the East Coast. Yeah, what did I say? Noon and 1? Yeah. fucking <laughs> stupid. 1 Mountain Time. We'll get there. It's, it's fine. Yeah, Numbers. Yeah. We're here to talk, not do math. Yeah, exactly. E three or EA. Anyone excited about this? No one's reacting at all. Um, well, I Need for Speed's kind of vaguely intriguing. I've liked Need for Speed throughout the years. Did you watch the trailer for the new one? Yeah, yeah. That's, There's yeah. definitely Idris Elba's voice in that trailer. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And I, I'm sold on that. Almost. Yeah. Just, part. just that's just adding to the fact that he better be the next Bond when Hiddleston's done with it. <laughs> It does look like like they've maybe learned their lesson a little bit and have included less uh, humans in their trailers. I think the run and all that were too human-centered. Yeah. And uh, they might have alienated a few people. Yeah. And it's it's interesting that they might be simultaneously aiming for the Fast and Furious crowd while also making sure not to step on any toes because, again, leaving out the human elements. So that's... That's kind of interesting. Yeah, I feel like they were yeah. trying to overcapitalize on that with putting the human elements in it, the Fast and the Furious trend, right? In the last oh, yeah. couple yeah, issues the last that we one saw, like... they were, yeah. And then you had the movie that came out. Um, oh, shit. There was a which movie. Which was awful. Um, <laughs> I yeah, feel was, uh, sorry. Paul, what's his name? For, uh, not, not Paul. Um, Aaron. Uh, Aaron Paul. Um, or Paul. Yeah, there's... yeah, there's a Paul in there. Um, I feel sorry for him after his unbelievable role as Jesse in Breaking Bad for all those years. Then he's like, that's got to be the do a friend a favor film. Um, or they just <laughs> or they just had to have thrown an exorbitant amount of money at him to get him to do that. Because oh, maybe, not... maybe he doesn't have a real great agent and he actually thought it was a good idea. 
<laughs> or he's just a big fan of the franchise. It was like, oh, yeah. hell yeah. Um, I think you mean, hell yeah, bitch. Sorry, bitch. You're right. I forgot hell the bitch. Yeah, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> um, um, anybody excited about sports stuff? Does anybody play no. sports stuff at all? No. I mean, FIFA's okay. It's but you FIFA's know. like the only sports game I play. Other yeah, than I haven't. Baseball. That's the I've really sport. been uh, 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 enamored with a FIFA in quite a while. No. Um, Have you? Did you play the story mode in FIFA from last year? No. Mm. You should give it a shot. It's kind of groundbreaking. Yeah, I, I think, think the story mode. Uh, cool. EA Access now. Yeah, I think the story mode's a cool addition. I think we may end up seeing that and port it over because of its success into Madden and the other games. There's already something like that in the hockey game. It's not as robust mm. as what you saw. Yeah, Madden's been missing a career mode since. Like, yeah. They since they got rid of college football, right? They couldn't carry a player over. I think the biggest thing about EA this year is we're going to get a lot of stuff about their Star Wars project. Totally. Yeah, they're which gonna, one? They're gonna exactly. ass blast us with Star Wars. Basically, <laughs> I think I think it's not gonna be the EA press conference. I think it's gonna be the Star Wars conference. Um, if, yeah. if, if they're, they're probably gonna dedicate an hour to Star Wars, probably. Yeah. They're gonna. This is. I think this might be the first year where they they wise up and they actually don't focus on sports for forty five minutes, and then we get fifteen minutes of cool shit. They focus on sports. Well, they flip it and they give us fifteen minutes of sports, right? And then give us. Hopefully, I mean, I, I realize who I'm talking about, and I'm kind of looking at this with rose-colored glasses, but we are talking about EA, so they're going to bonehead this somehow. No, uh, but yeah, but there's going to be a lot of sports, because it's EA, and it's, yeah. and they yeah, make they, a lot of money off that. So yeah, they they'll probably do 45 minutes of sports, but I wouldn't, yeah. I don't an hour of Star Wars wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah, I would love to see. I want, I want you to, to know see that, an open-world game. I want you to know that since you said ass blast us with Star Wars, I've been trying to think of an enema joke. <laughs> like <laughs> Obi Wenema Kenobi? No, it's not no let's let's Yeah, I'm just, We I'm need a we need a we need a dump button like live radio for moments like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you could you could say that the the enema office would probably use the force. <laughs> Gross. Okay, we can move on now. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Um apparently BioWare's Talking about a live service, like Destiny yeah. rivaling game. Does a anybody what? know anything about this? So, Bioware is talking about making a live service game. So, a game that's like Destiny is actively updated um, and actively having content added. Oh, yeah. I think. I think to be honest added. with you, we're gonna start seeing if we if if we don't see this from Bioware, I think we're gonna see a lot of games using this destiny kind of shared world live service model moving forward oh, yeah because they did it so well yeah because but bungie was that sarcastic yeah, yeah yes a little okay. bit of sarcasm <laughs> uh i was getting there don't kill the don't kill it ben sorry um no Just what i was saying is, is while the first bungie the original iteration of it was hot, in my opinion was hot trash you know i didn't <laughs> i didn't play it that long i thought it was super boring and this is coming from a guy who's got 45 days worth of time in Diablo 3. So the grinding does not bother me, and the loot, you know, that's not the problem. It's yeah, just, too shame. The content wasn't original. Um, Even if it wasn't that, original, it, like, was three hours long. And yeah. Done. It was done. There wasn't enough with it. But if you look at what Bungie did over the life cycle of the first Destiny, with once you get to the DLCs like The Taken King uh, and uh, The Rise of Iron and those, like those, like, I went back and played those, and they were awesome. 
Um, and I actually felt like the content was there. So I think we're going to see other publishers taking note of that um, and saying, hey, how do we do this? And I think this rumored Bioware game, if we don't see anything with it on the EA stage this year, um, I would love to see a shared service game in the Dragon uh, in either the Mass Effect universe or the Dragon Age universe. Shit. Um, uh, I think both of those would be unbelievable. Yeah, shared universe uh, Mass Effect would be great. That world's already oh. huge. Yeah, dirty. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Bioware attack. Um, give us a a westernized uh, Monster Hunter game. Yeah, maybe maybe in the Dragon Age universe. That would be cool. So be four 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 person hunting team. Yep. Yeah, why why are more things co op? Like in their campaigns, mm. is it harder to write for, or is it? Oh, the campaign. Yeah. That's a good question. Because it seems um, a lot like the excuse on 360 and PS4 last gen consoles was that it was too much of a like a, a burden on the system. Yeah, it was too hard yeah. on the system. It was a computer problem. But now with yeah, now when you're thinking about this gen and. I don't know if you relegated PS4 to last gen as a uh, as a joke, <laughs> or you misspoke. No, I meant to say <laughs> PS3. Uh. Um, but uh, the um, especially now that you're seeing so many dedicated servers, the system load is taken off of the processor of the host, where you can just everybody's in the shared space in the cloud, um, yeah. so to speak. And then and that was something you know, but, Xbox sold huge when they brought out their system. Oh yeah. Uh, that they have more um, remote cloud computing power mm-hmm. than like the NASA. entire United States did 20 mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> they still tout that. Yeah. Like, well, let's see it, right? Yep. Where's Crackdown 3 and like fully destructible cities? Yeah, we're getting there. Hopefully we'll. Yeah, that's one of the things I think we'll see on stage during the Microsoft press. Yeah. Scorpio is um, coming out. There's... I was actually. I was I had a complaint about that trailer, and it's really nitpicky. But when the buildings were collapsing, they were all exploding like they were full of gasoline. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> like, where's all this fire coming from? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Everybody that's, has propane-powered right. computers. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's Hank it's Hillville. A... <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> Do it, man. Do it. Do no, it. No, no. When you least expect it. Okay. Yeah, you okay. gotta, you gotta throw that. Um, anybody excited about possible Quarian DLC being announced for Andromeda, or is everybody um, kind of past that? Sure, I'm excited about any DLC. Honestly. Right. Good. I've yet to finish Mass Effect, so once I get oh, there, right. I'll, I'll jump in. It had a really great ending, man. If if the the problem I had with the game was the was the uh, everything besides the story, it was it was interesting to a to a point. And then it started to feel like a job and really sluggish. And then as soon as you do a story mission, you're like, oh, yes, this is Mass Effect. Yeah. I, uh, um, it's not that uh, I didn't get there. It's not, it's, well, I want to get there. Blizzard just happened to roll out seasons finally on console for Diablo. And then you all saw what happened when that happened. I was mm-hmm. like somebody with a gambling addiction <laughs> walking into Vegas. Yeah. You know? yeah. So the, just... all the loyalty missions and the story missions were, were beautifully crafted. And, you know, everybody's probably seen or heard the reference to, sandbox games killing bioware and i uh, i i didn't need the sandbox it was fun it was cool yeah. I, I didn't the um driving the tank around wasn't as cathartic as i was expecting it to be because i really enjoyed the mako back in the day yeah, yeah. it had its moments 
Yeah, but it, it wasn't the highlight of the game was the the what the the writing team decided were the highlights. Yeah, which yeah. which were the highlights. Man, so. riding the hammerhead. What was it called? Nomad. Riding the Nomad, Nomad down Meridian was fucking awesome. That was like the only time I'd like to enjoy yep. enjoy. It's pretty good. That. The sand dunes on uh, on the desert planet were fun. Yeah. Uh, I think the Nomad was fun on every planet until you had to start doing side quests. And then you were like, okay, well, I have to fucking drive everywhere. Yeah. Then it I didn't mind fun. driving everywhere because the fast travel was pretty nice and fast, but uh, which is redundant. But the <laughs> the design choice not to have a gun on that thing is pretty curious. Yeah, and I don't to make understand. it like tissue thin. I actually never had a problem with it dying. I would oh charge right through people and... Yeah, I never had a problem with it dying either. What difficulty but, did you play on? I don't remember. At least medium. Yeah. Maybe that was what it is because you're Mr. Super Insane Man over here. Oh, no. I didn't do insane. I did hardcore, which is like the, the oh, okay. second. It's like uh, heroic. Ah, got it. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Mass Effect because they just delayed any further development indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of a huge bummer. Yeah, so that begs the question is going back to the live service game, right? Um, are they fo- are they shifting resources off of development for Mass Effect in favor of this giant shared world service? Those things um, have got to be cash cows. Like, with how long they're active, like Destiny, and then you introduce more and more and more stuff. You have people that bought it sold it and they're gonna buy it back people that like what's this the, guy yeah what's the destiny eververse or whatever the thing that costs silver that you actually have to pay for with oh money. right yeah you're talking to just implementing some sort of microtransaction where it's for consumables yeah i mean that's yeah that model is as is, is, i think as unfortunate as it is is just it, it makes too much sense to put into your yep. game where you're giving people the option to spend a dollar, two dollars here and there. I mean, yeah. in the in the micro, that doesn't mean much. But when you get two million players spending five dollars a piece, yep, that's a yep. revenue stream for the for the difference in what it costs. Also, I don't have a to produce. I don't have a weird beef with microtransactions like so many people do. Um, as long as uh, sorry, I don't have a beef. Shit. Yeah, I don't have a beef with cosmetics. Like yeah. that's fine. What I have a beef is when we start talking about this group's favorite play, to play. for honor. Um, oh that my God. where <laughs> it affects you, you want to spend $20 and all of a sudden you're better than everybody else when you're not really, then there's a problem, but I don't want to derail. Uh, let's talk about battlefront too. Let's, let's jump in oh, that. Oh shit. Yeah. That's a thing. I'm apprehensive. Ooh, why? Um, because I was, uh, I was batshit over battlefront one. Uh, and then all of a sudden I wasn't. It's 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 sort I moved on and I never went back. I went back every now and then. And then you know, my K D was shit. And then uh, I don't know, I just never went back. So uh and it, it was a shallow game. It didn't have much content. Um and it's I know like it's there's probably worlds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the initial launch was pretty pretty skinny. Yeah. So I know this game's gonna be like exponentially larger. Uh I don't predict it getting any more in depth, but it probably at least it might in a few areas but uh and then uh, apart from that uh my friends abandoned battlefront faster than i did 
And nothing's more boring than playing with strangers on Battlefront. Actually, on, on, a, on a side to that, playing with friends was difficult, too. <laughs> like, you die so fast, and the maps are so big. Uh, I don't know. It was a hard game to team play. And they honestly. made that weird choice to make uh, your squads only two people big. You remember that? Yeah, it was uh, weird, yeah. like... Buddy it was like system. a buddy system, yeah, and yeah. that made it impossible to play with all your friends. You yeah. had to like hunt around for each other. Yeah, which coming from the guys like Battlefield, that's really strange because all their mm-hmm. like they they keep adding size to their squad. Totally. Yeah, we'll uh, see. I think I'm more interested in the story mode. Story uh, looks good. Somebody told me it takes place over thirty years, and it doesn't. It takes or does it? It takes place uh-huh. between episode three and four, I think. No, it's episode seven and eight really you're a spec up squad on endor when the death star blows up for the last time oh, okay like, yeah 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 yeah. yeah that makes sense yeah so sorry i knew that, that and spoke i misspoke yeah. so if it's between damn it ben never again <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll see so if it's between seven and eight or sorry six and seven yeah. if it's between six and seven ah, that yes, is yes. like 30 years yep yeah so yeah the story yeah good story trailer um It'll probably be awesome. I mean, it's EA, and they've had a lot of help of from people from uh, Visceral in writing yeah. good stories. And Battlefield yeah. 1's little story vignettes were really good. Mm-hmm. At least in my opinion. I haven't finished them all. Um, I haven't done the Lawrence of Arabia one yet. What about the uh, Respawn developed Star Wars game? You guys excited about that one at all? Yeah, because they're, they're messing with lightsabers and stuff. So it, I'm, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they just called it Jedi Knight brought that yep. series back and it's um the director that's heading it up is uh Stig osmerson the guy who mm-hmm. made god of war yep. so. Uh, so yeah if it's yeah. if it's headed by him and it's respawn messing with lifesavers and it's open world yeah that could be very high on a uh, a game of the year list for me uh whenever that what, comes out what about timeline they're gonna put it in Probably, um uh, does it is there any nope we have no idea I would imagine yeah. spring of next year, <clears throat> since they've got Star Wars coming out in fall. No, I meant which, uh, yeah. which Star Wars saga. I, I'm with I'm with you, Ben. Uh, I don't Wait, know. Like which Old Republic, the Star Wars universe. Uh, they... uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it takes okay. place in 2017. On the yeah. galaxy right <laughs> here. The first Jedi <laughs> ever. Uh, I don't think cool. people would accept that. No, I, I wouldn't. Um, I, I don't know what timeline I would be interested in playing there. I think the Old Republic would be a, certainly a cool timeline if it had, because we haven't seen any games kind of tie into that series. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you guys haven't played Old Republic, the, the MMO, it's super, like the store, the single player in that, uh, the damn, be damned to the PVP and everything else that you know, usually draws you into an MMO, the story is worth playing through. Uh, in and of its own, because it's awesome, uh, and it's right. free, uh, which is the other cool thing. You could just, if you're looking for something to do, just download it and go. I uh, need a computer that's worth a damn first. Yeah. Well, it's a couple-year-old game. You might be able to swing it on that guy, on settings. I had to buy a hard drive to save anything, and I couldn't install the hard drive because there was no oh. space on my computer. All right. I'm going uh, to leave that one go. Right, moving on. Cool. I think it would be really cool to see that 1313 game, like, at least... Resurrected. Kind of resurrected, yeah. I don't know if that's where they're going with this, because there's lightsabers. But 
there's a lot of cool stuff we haven't seen that involves like the underbellies of Tatooine and Coruscant and all of those places. Yeah, it's such an it's you. I mean, the world that is the universe that is Star Wars is just you can do whatever you want with it. Shit's it's deep. W- one of the ultimate sandboxes to play in if you're a content creator. Yeah. Um. So let's move on from EA. I don't know. Is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on? No, we spent way too much time on yeah. that company. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Star Wars. Uh, yeah. No. The next okay, conference is Sunday the 11th at 2 p.m. Pacific, which is 4 p.m in central and five east coast i skip mountain time because why does everyone do that i just because the only thing that exists in mountain time is phoenix at denver and that's it and the grand (laughs) (laughs) just hey guys you're in the minority get over it and legalized pot in colorado so they don't care about time anyway yeah Every time, I think every time zone gets skipped every now and then, just because people, it's easy math, so they just. Anyway, uh, Microsoft is Sunday, um, at two Pacific. Do the math. Uh, There's a lot that I think we're gonna get at Microsoft. We're gonna get Scorpio. Um, I, we were talking about this when we before we started recording, Um, but I don't think we're gonna get or a Scorpio announcement without Halo. There's no way. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. I think it's gonna be, there's gonna be something in the Halo universe. I don't know if it's gonna be, canon Halo or something within the new series. Oh, interesting. We'll see. Um, I think, if anything, and this is kind of a long shot because we haven't seen anything about a retail version of Hololens, and I know that there's gonna be a big push coming next year with Hololens and the Scorpio coming out that we may see some sort of weird kind of one-off halo experience yeah that makes that sense launches with the hololens which may be the surprise i hope it's not um because <laughs> as cool as vr is um i just i'm not there yet mentally to be able to put on a headset and detach as much as i already do when i'm gaming i'm ready um, just can't afford it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i think i'm in a, a weird position for that and i was talking to someone about this the other day and that I think VR is a fad, not because it's not going to be awesome, but I think it's because a lot of people don't have the time or the uh, the situation to afford that kind of dissociation with the things around them. Yeah, it's a pretty hardcore gamer thing. It's it's like the trading card game of video gaming. For like, sure, yeah. It's yeah, the it's... D&D of console games. Yep, yep. Uh, and while I'm not trying to make... Sh- uh, Slights at D and D. D and D's fucking awesome. Oh, just D and uh, intense, and this, yeah. and, then, and this yeah, is the next level of intensity. Yeah. yeah, and VR takes a commitment, right? I mean, yeah. you got to You got to It's different than throwing, hitting the button on the Xbox and throwing your headset in, uh, throwing your headset on and going. I mean, you got to, you got to jack in Johnny Mnemonic style. Yeah, um, it's way harder like to a, pause a VR game and put down the controller. Yeah, I wonder if the headset had a barrier for entry too. People are like, I don't want to look like a geek in the living room with people watching. You know. Well, that's one of the, that's what I was talking about mentally. Like, it's it's bad yeah. enough when my my wife comes into the office when I'm gaming and I've got the headset on and she's got to say my name five times. It's going to be even weirder when Melissa's got to come into the room and tap me on the shoulder, <laughs> and then I take off my headset and I'm, I'm all sweaty from jumping around. Um, Kim then, has actually what, stood. What the hell are you doing in there? Kim has actually stood behind me until I noticed her. It's fucking oh. terrifying. <laughs> I bet. 
Uh, and then because I want to stream it, she could just be sitting there watching me when I'm playing. And yes. Um, yeah. The first time I played Oculus, I was in a room with uh, a few people in it. And uh, it was, it was every time I'd fall over or whatever, it was, yeah, it was kind of embarrassing. That's funny. Yeah. I played the, uh, the Star Wars, um, X-Wing VR thing. Wow. That sentence was a fucking failure. I played the Star Wars one and then I played a little bit of Resident Evil. Um, on the PlayStation 4. And Star Wars was a lot of fun because I've always wanted to actually feel like I'm flying around a Star Destroyer. But fuck horror games in VR. No thanks. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, like, I don't like scary shit as it is, but that, nope. I was oh, no, I bet. nowhere that near That looks it. awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, somebody said, uh, somebody said that playing Resident Evil 7 outside of VR was like cheating. Oh, I bet, because, yeah. Because the VR experience was so crazy that, yeah, yeah. So we're spending a lot of time on VR. I'm wondering if, because there is that rumor, there is that still that partnership between Oculus and Microsoft that exists out there. So I don't know, and with the Scorpio, I don't know how, you know, balls deep they're going to go in all these partnerships that they've been touting for the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, uh, Scorpio would be the way to go, um, or be the time to go for that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and they've had a year to watch and learn from PlayStation's, I think, mediocre VR launch. So, yeah. I, I don't know if it was – the hardware seems pretty solid. Uh, I think it's uh, – there's a very problematic lack of titles out there. Yeah, I think um, that's the other thing too is – I think you hit it on the head there, Ben, is there's no titles. There's nothing – there's no killer app yet for VR. You know, there's, there isn't Halo. There isn't God of yeah. War. Uh, Resident Evil was there, but even Resident Evil has its following has. I don't from think what it's, it once was. I almost not, don't think it's the software's fault because there's there's games out there that are doing it, like Eve, Valkyrie, and mm-hmm. and Elite Dangerous, and uh, and uh, you know Resident Evil, and uh, if you ever go onto a VR marketplace, it's pretty in depth. You know, Super Hot's is that what it's called, right? Super Hot. Super Hot was dope, but see, yeah, it's in but depth, it's the barrier it's... for entry. It's really expensive. Yeah. That's true. Like the PlayStation VR is $400. You know, Oculus is just now $500, and that doesn't include the hand controllers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. So that, that brings, so that brings not, the next point then, right? Yeah, it's not the software's fault. It's, you know, if you release the console tomorrow that was $700, <laughs> you know, you could have some amazing games on it, but it wouldn't be the game's fault. Yeah, but uh, I also think that as as much breadth as there appears to be in the VR catalog, it's not very deep, if that makes any sense. So, like, Super Hot's awesome. I love that game, but it's a $15 game. Yeah. Um, maybe 20 Indie game, and indie games are great, but most of the VR games that are indie games are, they feel a lot more like tech demos than they feel... Does that make sense? Yeah, yes. that's fair enough. Yeah, it does. Makes that's, that's true, but... Uh, I think that's also uh, a cause and effect of the price point. If the price point was agreeable, then we'd have more of a a developer cloud community. Yeah, I can see that. But, Less people are putting a lot of money into it because they know a lot, not a lot of people are going to buy it. Yeah, why? Yeah, why would you develop a game that only is that has such a tiny demographic? Yeah, touche. Um, ooh, what games are out now that aren't VR? would you play if they were made VR? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> are or are not? 
How many games that are not VR that exist now? Oh, would you play if they were made into VR? All of them. Versions? I'd play every game in VR. Yeah. I mean, I play Tetris in VR. I'd, I'd do everything in VR. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. No, I, I, I like a racing game where I can look around the corner before steering, or uh, a shooter that I can look beside any place else besides where I'm shooting. I mean, think of that. It'd be amazing. You. You know, nobody. The, yeah, your peripheral would open up. People could sneak up on you less, um, or more, uh, depending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, every any every experience done right could be better with VR. I mean, Doom, the original Doom. All you have to do is is tilt the viewer angle five degrees in every in each direction. Put on a headset. And Doom is in 3D. That's all it takes. It'd be so much. It'd be so much better. Everything would be great in VR. I'm a huge VR proponent. I wish I had it. But, yeah, the only thing the only thing I don't think I would play is maybe Diablo. I think that would just be a clusterfuck. Yeah, I, just, I actually <laughs> was thinking about RTS games when I was while I was talking, and that would be sort of pointless. But RTS could be kind of cool if you you think about it like a virtual chessboard, right? Uh, that would be yeah. That could be that could be super interesting. Yeah, if you, you restructured kind of, the the viewing angle. Yeah. Not... Where you can actually reach down and grab your pieces and your units and move them around, and oh, the shit. interface is cool. If you, yeah, if yeah. you think about RTS games as a virtual chessboard, that actually might get me into RTS games because I traditionally don't like them because I've always had a problem with the way the interface works. Just you ever play Homeworld? Back in yes. the day? Yeah. Oh, like, that's great. I it just something. There's a barrier between me with a mouse and a keyboard that just doesn't work. Period. So maybe that's the problem. Ah. But. Which is were, why were you not a big PC gamer in your, as, a, as a child? No, I played Counter-Strike like constantly all through college, and I was fine with it. And then all of a sudden I graduated and got married, and it just went away. I don't know what happened. You don't know I what miss... happened. It sounds like yeah, you I don't described know what... it, bro. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But oh, Yeah, they... I miss I miss gaming with a mouse tremendously. Yeah. the uh, I'm sure I could get back into it. It's just I'm so out of practice at this point that, you know... Um, old dogs learn new tricks type scenario or relearn old tricks that they used to know. I don't know how I would phrase that, but, uh, they say they don't. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll the expression is they don't. <laughs> yes. Ben's like, yeah, that is the uh, bullshit. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. That's not uh, a thing. Well, I mean, we, uh, my grandpa started riding motorcycles when he was older, right? Yeah. He probably had, he had them when he was younger, right, Ben? Yeah, when we lived in the Philippines, he he rode to work every day in the rain, even so. Okay. Uh, sure. but that was thirty years ago or something crazy like that. So yeah. So then yeah. yeah. Just in case people didn't know, Ben and I are related, not just two people named Sawyer that happen to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, totally coincidental. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Quinn? Um, nope. In the Sedano family. Fuck you. <laughs> uh. What else is happening with Microsoft? We've only talked about Scorpio, VR, and Halo. I don't know. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, you think about you think about Microsoft that they're kind of pinning their whole E3 this year on Scorpio, and the bigger thing that plays into my mind there is awesome. We've seen the specs. We know that it's yeah. potentially going to cost four ninety nine, which I'm I'm in, sure. in and out on. I spent five on my Xbox One. So. Yeah, I'm just comparing that to the success of Sony uh, and even getting the PS4 Pro. Now, granted, you can't compare the two apples to apples because the specs on the Scorpio are much more than what the PS4 Pro is. Yeah. 
uh, and it's being touted as a premium console. So I'm okay with I'm okay with the 599 or the 499 price point. Me too. Personally, I know we are all on this one, but you think about going back to the comment in when we were talking about VR about that barrier to entry. Yep. So they sure. come out swinging with. A five hundred dollars system and four hundred VR, Oculus, and Halo lens or Hololens, and five ninety nine plus another five ninety nine gets you the premium experience. Oh, <laughs> and you have four K TV, which you know if you look at the consumer reports, the adoption rate on four K TVs has not been huge. I don't have one. Um, no. or four K monitors because the 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 average American or the average person can't tell the difference between four K and ten eighty. Uh, it drives me insane whenever I bring my wife in here and say, look, look at the difference. Here's two of them sitting race. I can't tell. Oh, woman. <laughs> Why are you here? Damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... It reminds me of my old salesman days when uh, a new a new console would come out. Yep. Um, or not even that. Like, uh, PS2 and Xbox had a huge fidelity difference. And I would show somebody, like, Enter the Matrix... Uh, on PS2 and then Xbox, it was a huge difference. And then every once in a while, somebody would just be like, "No, nah, I don't see the difference." I don't, I don't see it. I don't get it. Doesn't I think that's people that walk into games thinking that they're all for children, <laughs> just don't actually look at them with a scholastic eye. Yeah, and we're getting to a point where games are becoming much more. People are looking at them with a scholastic eye. It's more and more every day. I'm just out talking to people, or I'll walk around. You know, because Blizzard has a huge presence in Austin. Um, so I'll walk around my grocery store and there's a bunch of people that work for Blizzard that live in my neighborhood and surrounding neighborhoods. So I see them and it's just, it's getting to the point where I'm like, oh, hey, great shirt. And they, I recognize what it's from or somebody recognizes that I'm wearing like an Overwatch shirt and they're like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, which is yeah. pretty, pretty dope compared to like back when I was in high school and I played games and, you know, the, 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 the jocks would find out and they're like, oh, you're such a loser. I'm like, no, you're so wrong. Yeah, I, uh, so... I was lucky enough, and I'm I'm young enough to have avoided that almost completely. I don't really remember a time when video games weren't okay, and like most of my friends weren't also fans. Yeah, um, I so think there's proof in the pudding right there, right? Like I didn't have to deal yeah, with exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. So there, there's definitely a change. Um, don't we're getting sidetracked? <laughs> it's all right. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's good conversation, and that's important. Um, there's like nothing else on any of the lists that I wrote down. Like Sea of Thieves, well, we'll get more of that. Sure. That, that goes, yeah, that goes back to our whole. Everybody's going to be doing these live service games because that's exactly what that is, right? Is it's it? a, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a live service game that you play as a pirate. It looks awesome. It's being developed by Rare. Yeah, so it's I'm on board. That pirate MMO. And you I'm can, yeah, like, extremely excited for it. Yeah. Yeah, you can like man different parts of the ship to help it actually function which sounds mm -hmm. awesome um so hopefully i've got like a whole bunch of things saying you're going to get into the beta so hopefully i'll get something saying i can play in the beta and invite you guys and then we'll do a stream or something Dope. awesome when did the, does it have a date it's already beta? had like two or three closed alphas i'm assuming we'll hear more about it at e3 this weekend uh yeah, i got an email like last week or so i can't remember i have to go look we're gonna see a new forza i keep forgetting that For sure. Forza is like an xbox it's like hmm. it's almost its poster child more than other things now because we get a Forza every year. Yeah, yeah. I think they've got the the Turn Ten guys have a good model bouncing back and forth, so we'll get a, the next numbered actual Forza this year, and then Forza Horizon Four the next year, right? Because we had Horizon Three was last right. year, and, uh, and I will. Oh god, 
Oh, we're gonna get Forza on Scorpio, and that game's already one of the best looking uh, exclusives that exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will have Gran Turismo on the PlayStation side, which we can get to later. But Forza has been kind of knocking it out of the park. Yeah, recently. I think if you think about racing games now, the where it used to be, everybody looks at Gran Turismo as kind of the benchmark. Now everybody's shifted. Turn Ten done such a great job. Um. It's been like seven years since we got a GT. Yeah, and I attribute it completely to whoever the guy, whoever the team is that cuts their trailers just is unbelievable because every time (laughs) I watch one of those trailers, I'm like, I get so excited. Oh, it's like the, it's got to be the same guys that do Top Gear or that did Top Gear. Because of this. Uh, Yeah, well, they they were. uh, They were partnered for. Yeah, they partnered for one of them. Yeah. It's so good. Every trailer I've seen for those games just gets me super hyped. I hope this is probably a, a far, far reaching hope, but I, I would hope that by the time a Scorpio comes out, all of Xbox's libraries backwards compatible. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I feel like it's getting pretty big. It's uh, yeah. They gotta do something, huge. especially, yeah, they gotta do something, especially with, um, the uh, the launch of what is it Games Pass? Um, yeah. yeah, they've got to have a bunch more content available to stick in that Game Pass. Yeah, because right now Game Pass is cool, but the only thing like we were talking about the other day, the only thing I could justify doing is turning it on on the kids' Xbox. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. so they've got a way to they've got a way to consume kid friendly content versus um, you know what? Not that I have huge restrictions on what they play, uh, but it's just there's nothing in there for me that I haven't played or that's, Oh, this looks good enough for me to say, oh, I'm going to spend $10 a month on this. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> so moving on from Mac, from Microsoft, Macrosoft, that's when Apple and Microsoft mix. Um, Bethesda is late Sunday night. So nine o'clock, um, <laughs> Pacific. So 11 o'clock here for the three of us. Um, what is Bethesda? Done. Yeah, what's what's coming? Yeah, what's coming? Uh, I mean, they did they published they pray, uh, pray right, yeah. and yeah. dishonored too. Hmm. So I'm, maybe I'm, another Elder Scrolls, perhaps. Man, well, Morrowind just released yesterday the expansion for mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls that's Online. True. Yeah. Um, and that's supposed to be huge. From everything I've read, it looks awesome. And I picked up Elder Scrolls Online a couple weeks ago when it was on sale for like three dollars. Uh, or something on the Xbox Marketplace. Yeah, it was insane. And I was yeah. like, okay. Um, and I haven't jumped into it much, uh, but and I picked it up because the Morrowind release looks looked really cool. Um, I don't think they're going to work on any other dedicated Elder Scrolls stuff until they're done with ESO. Uh, I don't, or until yeah, but ESO's, ESO's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, until ESO's um, support. This, this article mentions a long-rumored Wolfenstein sequel. Yeah. And an, within, and an Evil Within sequel. I didn't mm-hmm. play Wolfenstein. A lot of people said it was really good. I just didn't have any desire to touch well, it. Which, I lost. Which I played a, 300 a bit of it. Have you not played? <laughs> I meant the most recent one. They're talking about oh, okay. the sequel to the one they came out with when the Xbox yeah. came out. Yep. It looked interesting, but I just didn't care. Although, holy shit, their trailers with uh, like Nazi presence like added... Up until present day, yeah, like the World Cup played and a red card being pulled and the soccer player being shot by a Nazi referee, 
What, what the fuck? That shit was really I never, saw, uh, I never saw that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You need to see it. It's it like goes through 1950s. It's very 60, yeah, it's 70, very man 80. in high castle. Uh the man in high castle esque. Yeah, it's a really uh, dope feel to it. Um I didn't play Evil Within either. I'm not a huge scary game person if I hadn't I already made that clear a few minutes ago. I played Evil. It just I was bored. It, yeah, it was just not. Yeah, it was boring. It wasn't anything special, you know. It was the guy who, right? It was the guy who made the original Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, it was his kind of big, like, "Hey, I'm trying something new," and I'm like, "Well, you didn't really try anything new. You made a horror game in a house, which it's is kind of exactly a... how you made your name." <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a shame that these these big names, uh, for the most part, these big names that have been like attached to these really great projects, like the guy from Resident Evil. Or the guy who made Recore um, from uh-huh. Metroid, or yep. the guy who made Big Hero Number Not Mighty Number no. Nine, not Big Hero yeah. Six, Mighty Number no. Nine <laughs> being the guy from Mega Man. Like they have all of this clout attached to them, and then they create these games that are just like mediocre, and not like Mad Max mediocre, like just bad. yeah, not just not memorable. Yeah. Um, uh, Recore was fun but again like i played the first hour of that game two hours of, they played like two hours of that game and i just haven't gone back to it because it's just it's like okay cool all of this i've done before in fact i did it all on metroid prime also, um, i don't mean you to want be to clarify saying, your mad max yep, i don't mean to be yeah. saying that mad max the movie was mediocre i was funny. referring to when the war boys scream mediocre and it's one of the coolest things ever yeah like not a mediocre that I can enjoy. A Nothing said it's mediocre like... like Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've even thought the Mad Max game was fucking dope. So yeah, yeah it was uh, underrated. Yeah, a lot of people just didn't touch it because they're like, "Is it a racing game? What is it?" Yeah, uh, that game was really good. Yeah. Uh, shit, dude. Like, I don't know if Bethesda's doing anything that I'm interested in right now. Fallout was okay. The fact that they're um, having a that there's there's nothing really with their uh, name on it out right now, and they're having a press conference anyway, means maybe they've got something to show off. Yeah, so, I, this is Bethesda we're talking about. They've got to have something in their sleeve. Uh, because, yeah, why have a show? Yeah, they would cancel it if there was nothing really to show because Bethesda's not one to Dude, shy away. A, they've only had a conference for like two years. The oh, that's Fallout true. Four conference was like. The first time they'd had a conference. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why everyone was super hyped because it was like, there's obviously Fallout coming if uh, Bethesda's having a conference. Well, let's see. Maybe there's a new Elder Scrolls. Yeah. I'm not trying to disagree and say that, like, they're young, so they're going to do it every year. I'm saying they avoided it for so long. Then, yeah, something obviously has to be happening this year. It's worth it. That one was nice and sweet. Uh, after Bethesda is PC gaming show, which <laughs> I don't really play PC games, um, save for a few. I think interact or not interactive, but uh, in de- indie developed yeah. games. God, words. Yeah, I think the interesting thing here is is we're getting, and I'm a hard staunch supporter of. W- everything is going away and what i mean by that is is consoles pcs it's all just going to be one box pretty soon so i think this is we're starting to see that because everything that's appearing on the consoles is going to be appearing on pc for the most part uh you know you've got almost 
you know, you got a really high 90 percentage on the sync rate yeah. um, of what appears where. And then with the Windows 10 and it, Windows, you know, Windows Anywhere initiative, Microsoft has done an even better job of bridging those two gaps. And then with the added power of Scorpio, you know, you're basically getting, you know, kind of mid high end or, you know, high mid range, low high end gaming box, you know, right. Uh, right there that just goes. So, all right, enough about PC moving on. Yeah. Moving on from PC. There's really not much to, um, Ooh, Ubisoft. Oh, by the way, PCs Monday morning at 10 Pacific. Um, <clears throat> Ubisoft. By the way, that's 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 not that's that's I find that pretty ironic that they picked the most business like spot they possibly could on Monday oh, yeah. morning at yeah. 10 a.m. for the PC conference. Yeah, they they I mean I think it's clear when E3 sticks a conference in a time when no one's going to be yep. watching it yep. that it's not super important to people at home and yep. probably more important to people that are there for work. Um, Total. So, yeah, Ubisoft is uh, right after that. So it's at 1 o'clock Pacific um, on Monday the 12th. Um, and there's a lot of shit I'm excited about for Ubisoft. Um, probably one of the bigger conferences for me. And I'm happy because it's on a Monday. I've already got that day off. So I'm excited for more Aisha Woods awkwardness. I'm just going to read directly off the show notes. Aisha um, Tyler? Aisha Woods uh, awkwardness. Uh, Aisha that's Woods? always. Huh? Who's Aisha Woods? It's Aisha Who's Tyler, the... fool. Or Tyler. <laughs> I wrote the notes wrong. Aisha Tyler, awkwardness. There we see. There we go. It's already yeah. rubbing off on me, and we haven't even had the press conference yet. Yeah, time. dude. Uh, last year she walked on stage, and like somehow like slightly referenced drinking games. Yep. And then dropped her first f bomb within the first thirty seconds. Uh, so I like that she owns the fact that she kind of. Just does whatever the fuck she wants. Oh, she totally owns it. Um, and I just think it's she's so and she's a huge gamer. Um, you can find her a, in the first Watch Dogs. Yep, walking around just, Chicago. It's so the the way those conferences are handled. It's like Ubisoft kind of just lets her do her own thing, hoping that she makes a splash. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, oh, they need to they need to stop letting the developers come out and try to be a comedian. Uh, yeah, it's, maybe that's it's, it. That's the absolute worst. The only developers I like listening to two, uh, when they speak, <laughs> that's a really shitty thing to say about a human being. Um, is like, oh man, there's not even developers. Like, uh, what's the name of the guy for Nintendo? Reggie Fisami. Reggie Fisami. Mm -hmm. He's fun to listen to, um, but he's. Not the, best. the only people that are fun to listen to are the people that are fun to listen to because they are fun to listen to. Like it's pretty straightforward. Just don't let it's the morons on the stage. Yep. Don't let the don't let the awkward people up. Get your salesperson up there. Get your marketing team up there. Yeah. Memorize their lines and come yeah, out. Yeah, but the problem the problem with that is is when you get the marketing guys and the sales guys up there, right? And I'm only speaking to this from what I do on my actual day job. Um, is when you put us on stage, you end up getting an air of you lose some of the authenticity and the connection with the audience because we end up throwing out words and acronyms and slick sales speak. Uh, and yeah, we're great presenters, but we're always not Who's the that? best people. We're not the best people to talk to sometimes the core of the gaming audience. I suppose. Uh, but who's that guy that, um, that got the, the November 9th, like fake tattoo on his arm. And then he went to EA 
Remember that guy for the Halo guy? Oh, Peter. Uh, yeah, he's uh, Peter. What's his name? Yeah. Why can't uh, he, last time? Yeah, he, he was cool. Um, you know, you know, like again, Re- Reggie. Reggie's cool, but like Phil Spencer's um, pretty great. Yeah, Phil Spencer's good. Um, all the yeah, and then remember Jade Raymond? She was fun. And then, uh, yeah, I'm not you know, saying Peter Moore was, is the same. Uh, was Jade yeah, Raymond yeah. the chick behind Assassin's Creed? Yeah, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. Man, what happened? To, what is she doing? I have a uh, she got accosted on the internet immediately after that, and everybody tried to propose to her, so she like took a vow of, of social media. She just kind of avoided social media. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's uh, like, you're hot, marry me. And she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> cool, bye. Yeah. I have a, an autographed uh, Assassin's Creed uh, sleeve um, with her signature on it from when I met her at a conference here in Austin. Dope. So. Yeah, that's cool. So she's still involved in games. She just yes keeps away from. Yeah, the no, course. she's actually been on stage recently. She was on stage last E3 for something. Yeah, oh, it was, wasn't. She, she thought did, was Ubi. That's talking, right. But, yep. uh, I can't remember who it's with. But yeah, I think I think Ubi's got a lot to prove this year. Not necessarily with their title lineup, but just with their general business practices. You know, you look at games, just the questionable stuff they've done with. Um, for Honor, and then some of the other games, and then Caleb, you and I were talking about it the other day about Ghost Recon just not living up to. And I'm the first one to love shitty action movies. Like The Expendables is phenomenal in my eyes, just because I could sit down with a beer and just watch Stallone and that crew blow stuff up, which is fine. But you know, just Ghost Recon, this whole, the whole hype and ramp up to that was, oh, you can tackle things multiple ways. And yeah, cool, I can go in stealthy if I want to, but you don't really you don't incentivize no. me to do it. it. It didn't impact the world. Yeah, and it doesn't did change it quiet or not. Yeah, right. Uh, there's think, no reaction. Yeah, I think the bigger problem I have with Ghost Recon is that like it was a 40-hour game, um, mm-hmm. and the reason I say that is it felt like Expendables uh, in the beginning because you were like, "Fuck yeah, I've got my friends. We're wrecking a cartel in Mexico. Like, this is awesome." But about 15 hours in when your friends were at a different part of the game than you because yep. you could branch out like crazy uh you ended up with this i'm playing on my own and i'm using the ai which don't get me wrong i liked playing with the ai a lot because they didn't miss um <laughs> we were relying on a friend and being like three two one shoot and then oh i whiffed fucking sorry <laughs> the worst. yeah you're not naming names i know who you're talking about though no i, I know who you're talking, talking about. about my brother but yeah <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> everyone missed a few times yeah um but what ended up happening is i came to the conclusion that, that game should have been um what sicario was about cartels in mexico that movie with emily blunt and uh Benicio del Toro. Instead, it was Expendables. Um, yeah, like there's a lot about that game that should have been focused on that wasn't, uh, and I think that's why I lost interest. Like I still enjoyed the stealth part, and I enjoyed going loud sometimes when I needed to, and just knocking stuff down. Um, but it was the lack of a story addressing anything I thought was important. Well, yeah, I think. I, I agree with you 100% on that. I think that this was also, if we think about Ubisoft and the Ghost Recon franchise, it, this is the first open world entry, right, in the in the right. series. 
Uh, and I think it suffered a lot from that because when I think back on the memorable Ghost Recon experiences, it was a very tight, yep. driven story through. And urban, it may have been a little corridor. Urban warfare. Uh, yeah, urban yep. warfare, tight, where I think that would have played exactly into the Sicario-type setup with the story where, you know, the characters were good. The setup was cool. Like, But because I could go, oh, I'm going to hop over to this region, and I'm going to hop over to this region, and I'm going to hop over to this region, we lost that core mechanic of the focus um in there and then you know it happened to you and i a bunch of times where i'd spawn in on the other side of the world and i would just stay over there and then we'd just be bullshitting in the party uh and never once never once meet up in the game yeah exactly. um, um but and i think this i think this is i don't want to say it's a problem um but i think it's something that ubisoft games have been kind of plagued with recently and that's that they're they're doing a lot of new stuff and i appreciate that a lot but they're I don't know. It's like the new stuff they're doing is great immediately. And then people get people get their hands on it for a little bit and it starts to lose its luster. And I don't know if that's Well, they're doing new stuff inside of a template though, right? Like everything if you think back to the Ubisoft games pre the original Assassin's Creed, they were all I mean, Ubisoft was awesome, right? And then Assassin's Creed came out and you've got Yeah. It's it's now it's go to an area, find a thing that opens the map do A, B, and C, expand area, take down Boston area, move on to next area, repeat. See, um, Watch Dogs you can see 2 that. didn't do that. Okay, uh, so I, I, I really didn't play Watch Dogs 2. So. Yeah, Watch Dogs okay. 2 was great. Watch Dogs right. 2 was awesome. Um, the Division didn't really do that either. Uh, like, sure, you got to see stuff as you got closer to it, and you could, like, fast travel after you unlocked safe houses, but it wasn't like climb this tower... Or fight these waves of bad guys off to unlock this thing that you can then fast travel to, like Far Cry right. has been. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think when I'm talking about that, I mean specifically this, like this year's games. Um, For Honor okay. was something pretty new. Um, and right in the right on the outset, I think it was awesome. It's yeah, most of us really enjoyed it. Uh, and it. then like two weeks in, we were like, the shit's just pay to win. Um. Yeah, even and it was only the one game mode, which was the fun, the most fun game mode, right? Was the domination or whatever it was called? Yeah, control. It started off that way, but then our mentality shifted because uh, we preferred the one-on-one combat. So then we actually shifted to the the four v four, just deathmatch. You know, one life. Yeah. Elimination or whatever. Yeah, and that got rid of. Or no, that one didn't get rid of it. Um, it wasn't elimination. They got rid of all your. Equipment. No, it was the one v one and the two v two that got rid of the equipment skills, and yeah. then we would, we did our private matches where we just had battle royale tournaments, which I think yeah, that was more entertaining yeah. than yeah. The, the entirety of the game. Yeah, that was the most fun that I had in that game for sure. Sorry, I didn't um, mean to derail by bringing up Ghost Recon, but uh, no, you're good. Um, I and I think the division was good. A lot of us really enjoyed that until we got to the dark zone and found out the dark zone was broken almost from the beginning. Um, so, like, I'm really appreciative that Ubisoft is trying new shit. I just want them to go... I want them to go in more. I want them to, like, try something new and be actively trying to fix it for whatever flaws people point out. Um, and I know that's a lot to expect from a huge company like that, but I think it's possible. Um, yeah. That being said, this year we're getting three things that are going to be pretty new. Um we're going to get into Assassin's Creed. 
we're gonna get a yeah. new Egypt. Yeah, and they said it's gonna be as big as The Witcher. So that's like pretty, yeah, boats and horses and yeah, that's gonna be huge. Um, Far Cry Five, which believe it or not, already has a petition circling for people to sign so that it can be canceled. Why? Um, oh man. Uh, so I didn't save the link, and I should have. I just didn't want that shit on my computer. Um, essentially, the link is the petitions trying to state that Ubisoft is afraid to talk about the real issues in America and that like <laughs> this is an actual line from the thing that Muslims and uh, crime in inner city gangs are the real issues Jesus and instead they are trying to focus on white Christians <laughs> so hang on that's a thing uh, but this is the last part is what they really are the ones burning the churches. So. Yeah. The last part is what really uh, set me off is they said uh, Voltaire. They tried to quote Voltaire. Also, Ooh. they misspelled his name in the petition <laughs> as Voltaire um, says that uh, the least. Oh, what is it? The, the demographic least criticized is the demographic that's controlling the society or something like that. And here's a group of people trying to say, don't pick on white people, pick on brown people. And then they say the people that are never picked on are the ones that <laughs> are controlling the don't world. Don't pick on us like, so we can get back to controlling everything. Yeah, exactly. It was a bit ridiculous. And I, I don't want to say I hope because I'm pretty confident that Ubisoft will completely ignore it. But I hope that they at least see it and have a good laugh about it. What is what did they even start this petition on? Like, I don't know. Probably that. Um, what's that site? Oh uh, yeah, there there is that one site. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's all right. Let's not get into that because that's about the dumbest thing I've heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, like, I'll share a link around. Um, yeah, this is this is this is coming from the 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 the, the, the uh, NRA card carrying member of the of the group. Um, right. And that's the stupidest <laughs> damn thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think Far Cry Five is gonna be dope. Um, yeah, it looks yeah. leftovers. I'm gameplay so... looks great. Uh, it has a very kind of, I don't know, not that I, I I've been to Montana. It's not like that, but I could see, or at least the parts of Montana I've been to are not like that. Um, but I could definitely see parts of Montana that existing somewhere yep. up there. Wyoming, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. And there's the shows woods. like uh, what was that Aaron Paul show on Hulu? It was about yep. escaping uh, a cult. The path or something like that. The path, yeah. Yeah. And then you've got the leftovers, which isn't about a cult, but it's about cults being formed after the rapture. Uh, Breaking like Kimmy Schmidt. I'm <laughs> Breaking Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that like is pointing to that uh, topic as being popular, because it is. So I don't have a problem with it at all. Yeah, I'm I'm sold. It looks great. <laughs> yeah, I think it looks yeah. awesome. Super dope. Uh, um, the crew right two. My wheelhouse. Yeah, the crew two apparently is uh, gonna have some news coverage this year. Wait, the crew one came out. Yeah. I actually got it installed right now because it was free. And yeah, I it was the game. Oh, no, I'm I'm joking. You didn't <laughs> see the face I made on camera. <laughs> I did not. No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know you didn't, Ben. But or yeah, it was just. Yeah, 
No, well, the first I played that was... game for ten minutes. Yep, all of ten minutes. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I was like, oh, was poop. Whoa. Nope. But here's the thing: it they kept releasing content for it, and they're making a second one. So there was a group of people that did like it. I just was not one of those people. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what they bring to the table next because I I do remember Polygon, which is one of the sites that I really appreciate, gave it a three out of ten, and I've never seen that. Damn, that's harsh. Yeah, they gutted it immediately, and that was uh, probably why I played it for ten minutes. Yeah, and not many people gave it much better, and here they are making a sequel. So maybe they fix something with their DLC, or I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what that game looks like. Yeah, that's uh, a tough sell. Yeah, it's a real tough sell, so they're going to have to come out. You didn't like the first one. Well, check out this. <laughs> but wait. Oof. We made more. <laughs> you hated this. <laughs> have a you hated this, serving. but let's try the second one. <laughs> um, mm. ugh. We're going to get Just Dance. Um, of course. That's fine. I mean, Just Dance is right. kind of an annual thing. Right. It's fun. I tune out and go get a beer. Yeah, I that's something I play. I buy. I play in the living room where the Kinect is set up. You know, with my kids every now and then. Um, I don't have a huge problem with Just Dance. Um, does it need the huge stage presence that it has? I don't think so. Man, I I was looking at uh, like my time hop the other day, and I had a tweet from a couple of years ago, and it was just. Nothing screams gamer like Usher on stage. <laughs> yeah. No. I just turned yeah, my brain off for that part of that conference. Mm-hmm. Um, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is happening, but not going to be at E3. Okay. I don't believe oh, anything about? anybody says about something not showing up at E3 anymore. Yeah. I don't it's either. fake news. Fake news. Fake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... Yeah. Let's move on to Sony. Yeah, let's move on to Sony. Oh, yeah, Sony's next. Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, Sony's going to be interesting. Uh, they're in between their cycle of their updated system. So the PlayStation yep. Pro is out. They don't have to worry about talking about it anymore. They can just dive into games. So what are you guys excited about? I think we're going to see more God of War. Um, oh, yeah. Probably oh, a big gameplay reveal of that. Yeah, we're going to see a lot more God of War. We're going to see, I I would imagine, we're going to see some Death Stranding. Um, now that Kojima is not bound by the the shackles that was Konami. By the Konami devil? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think he can work a little bit more fluidly and, agili- and agile. Agilely? Agile. Uh, agile a little. Than, he, <laughs> uh, than he wants to. But, uh, yeah, so I think we're going to see both of those. And... I think I'm the only member of the group that doesn't own a PS4, so this might actually be the year that I jump in Yeah, um, to that world. You should. You should. Uh, I think that... Oh, I want to also, real quick, jumping back at what I said earlier about all these developers with big names coming from big franchises failing to live up to those names. I think if anybody can, it's Hideo Kojima. Um, totally. But like since then, no one has. Uh, I don't want to say that I'm also not looking forward to Death Stranding. That shit looks dope. Um, are we gonna actually get Final Fantasy VII details? Maybe. You think? Maybe. Yeah, I think they're ready. They've been developing it for years, and uh, yeah, we I mean, saw gameplay last time. But... So, 
Yeah, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. Uh, so Final Fantasy VII, God of War, uh, Death Stranding. But we've also got that zombie, um, that Ocean of Zombies game, uh, Days Gone. Mm-hmm. Days Gone, yeah. Yeah. I want to know literally anything about that because they showed us like a five-minute trailer last year and that's all we've seen. Oh shit! I Last suppose they'd have to do two. something pretty. Uh, they'd have to do something pretty unique with zombies to really reel yeah, right. in. Well, this is. I think yeah. the only thing. Over it. Uh, zombies in space. <laughs> yes. See, I like that. <laughs> zombies on the moon, and you're on a moon base, and you have to fight them off and destroy the base before any of them get to Earth. Call of Duty. What? Oh, yeah. fuck. Is that yeah. Call of Duty zombie mode? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have never Shit. played that, so I'm Shit, not actually done. stealing an idea. Damn it. <laughs> Funny. Son of a bitch. It's like that scene of Pick a Destiny when they're trying to come up with a song, and it's just other songs the whole time. Yeah. Rockin', rockin'. Um, we're getting Last of Us 2. We're going to see some yeah. stuff from that, for sure. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's going to be dope. Yeah, I think. After the first one, uh, still automatically, I mean, that's just one of my top five games of all times. Yes. Uh, at yeah. this point. Um, yeah. I, I think that the team is intact still. We're going to get uh, just a solid, another solid entry, and it's going to be on this generation graphics, which is going to be phenomenal. So. Yeah, I think as long as, uh, what's his name, Neil Druckmann? As long as Neil Druckmann's writing the story, uh, we'll be good. He did... Uncharted's two, yep. three, and four, Last of Us, um, and now this, and his stories have all been great. Um, I think he deserves. I don't know. Do you, I feel like when games like Uncharted Four or The Last of Us come out, and there isn't a system of like awarding them that exists like there is for movies. It makes mm-hmm. me almost feel that like the Oscars had a category for the best writing in a cinematic video game. And I know that's never going to be a thing, but I nope. wish the gaming community had something with as much clout. Um, because, you know, you see a movie that says Academy Award winner Russell Crowe or like, you know, they can attach that to all sorts of things. Games don't really have that. What are you talking about? We have the Game Awards presented by Spike. (laughs) (laughs) I almost took that seriously. I don't know why. (laughs) Those are amazing. I do really like the Game Awards, but you never see a game with... You never see a game. No, I, like, we won the yeah, I get I get exactly what you're saying. Like guys like Jeff Keighley and the ones that have been around for a super long time, like they're doing a great job trying to get that there. But I don't think yeah. you, you're exactly game. right. You you walk away with E3 like right now. I know that all the guys from Giant Bomb and IGN and all the bigger mediums are all in um, out in LA right now doing the judges week uh, at E3. Maybe if we maybe if everybody listens, we'll be there next year. Who knows? Oh shit. Um, Nerdy bits, bring it to you. You're just gonna, um, just gonna have to. Yep. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Good thing your camera's not on this episode. <laughs> uh, 
Well, it's a good thing that camera is not on. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, what? <laughs> you have a you have an under desk peeing cam. <laughs> Hold on, let me turn on my peeing cam. It's quite, it's, it's quite an impressive specimen. <laughs> um, what are you talking about? E3. Um, well, no, no shit. <laughs> the, uh, the awards. I don't even remember. I don't, oh, awards, yeah. I think I think we're getting there. I, I think you end up with... you Coming out of E3, you're going to look at these games from um, these developers, and it's going to say, best of E3, 42 times. Um yeah. You know, those type of awards. But yeah, I think a consolidated Oscar style award show would be would be awesome. The problem is with like I still don't think games are to the point yet where like you watch a you know, you find an Academy Award winning movie for best picture, right? You're gonna I watch it, you know, a, a whole bunch of times, you know, and then I watch it with different lenses. Like when I'm watching it, I have a very critical eye. Um and I would imagine this goes for all three of us on this party. When I'm watching a movie alone, Right, um, I'm watching it with a totally different lens from over script writing, cinematography, special effects. You know, I'm watching the movie. Where when I watch it with my wife, I'm taking it at face value, right? Because she's not looking for. And I think that's the problem you have with the gaming market is it's not there yet as a mass where people are looking at it critically enough hmm. from the mass audience. Don't versus... do you think that like um, proportionally though that it may be because if you think about it. The number of people, say, if we took a base number of a, a million uh, or a hundred thousand, so a hundred thousand people watch a movie. Statistically, I would imagine that probably fifteen to twenty-five thousand of those people are watching it critically. Most would, of them are just fucking watching it. I would um, like to agree with you, but I don't have that much faith in humanity. So. Well, <laughs> Every time just you look at general, movie reviews, just in general, yeah, uh, you notice that the critic scores are just like almost half of what the viewer scores are. Right, right. So, um, I don't know that that says something. Like, uh, yeah, I'd say most people are more face value and less critical yeah. as a, a as a uh, as a huge majority. I think honestly, I think I think we're getting off topic and really deep. <laughs> We're about to get super, right. meta, yeah. super meta here for the E3 episode. That's true. Uh, but, I mean, we can keep going. We can keep going. What were you saying? Yeah. Ben, go on. We'll, Nothing. We'll I, 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 just, I just think, uh, I just, yeah, I, I think most people aren't critical. Yeah. Um, and I think... My circle of friends are. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and we like tearing things apart. But most people, most um Fifty Shades of Grey, America's Next Top Model, you know, McDonald's every day, just like the general, you know, American public, you know, Transformers getting better reviews than every movie that was out at the time, which is probably, you know, undeserving, you know, like... Hey, hey, Michael Bay is the greatest filmmaker I, of our time. Come on. Right. <laughs> I do want to talk about Michael Bay. I love him. The The Rock? No, even more modern than that. I do love Michael Bay no, for dude, a lot of reasons. Uh, Eric, do you However, <laughs> uh, yeah, people just aren't critical. So no, I agree. Um, I think, and and even even to the the point that the the Oscars and stuff like that and the Emmys and all that, every award show is for a particular set of people. Most people that watch those, I'd say, are like the same people that maybe read People magazine 
and they're just like, oh, I like that person. I'm glad they got an award. You know, whatever. Like, oh, they have so, a yeah. cute baby. I'm, they have a cute baby. I'm glad they got the award. Oh, look okay. at this 360 cam dress of what? What is? Oh, she's right. The latest. But the people who actually Fair watch wang. those critically yeah. are the critics, yep. or the or the or the people with uh, critical minds. But yeah, that's not the majority. So we can get an award show for video games, and it's going to mean as much as video ga- as award shows for movies. Yep. You know, in the end, in the end. Honestly, the and everybody knows this. Even in Hollywood, the Academy is just a circle jerk, and it's it's rich people giving rich people awards. Yeah, and it, it doesn't really mean anything. Uh, For sure, it, it I'm sure it does to Leonardo DiCaprio because he just got his first award. But like, <laughs> um, yeah, he's not another movie again. <laughs> in, in the end, it really doesn't mean anything. The awards don't mean anything. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just a circle jerk. So we're not really missing anything by not having it. Uh, it, it, I agreed with you initially, to, where it would be nice for these people we, uh, we want love to recognize. I think yeah. I think I don't necessarily think it's an, uh, an award. I think maybe it's just some sort of a recognition for the guys that you know. And I think sites like Kotaku, sites like IGN, they maybe do it a, and well, excuse me, uh, like Giant Bomb and you know Polygon and you know these guys who are giving out those type of awards. I think are. More, I, I hold more weight on those than I would a centralized. Not that I'm taking anything away from the work that Jeff Niley's doing. Um, am I saying his last name right? I can never. I never know. Who? Jeff Niley. There's a Keeley. I think it's Keeley. I think it's, it's, oh, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's Keeley. There's no. There's no N in there. Right. Um, good. So I'm. I'm on point with names today. Alicia Woods and Jeff <laughs> Niley. Yeah. So awesome. Um, I think. I think Jeff's a bit of a turd. But I, I think uh, here's a funny story, actually. Um, long time ago, I used to be a journal, uh, video game journalist, actually, and went to E3 under the moniker, paid and all that stuff. And uh, I went I was actually at the first Gears of War reveal, which wasn't on a stage. It was in a room uh-huh. um, like off the main convention center. It was in a little room that held maybe a couple hundred people Thank and me did. and my friend. Me and my friend Ian and one other person were like almost in the front row, and it was on a projector on Wait. a pull-down screen. Ian? Yeah, Ian. Ian, not your brother Ian. No shit. Ian. No shit. Yeah. But Ian here yeah. was a journalist too. No, he just I just got him to come along somehow. But um, oh, right. but it was fucking insane. And and Kojima was on the stage, and you know when the chainsaw happened, the room was on their feet. It was crazy. But afterwards, you were hanging around, and Jeff Keeley was trying to pick up this <laughs> this other journalist and just being complete scumbag about it. But uh. It was actually quite funny to watch, and he got turned down almost absolutely. But um, but uh, and I know that's that's probably a ten year old story. I'm sure he's a charming guy now. Maybe he learned his lesson. But uh, my only experience with him was watching him try to pick up a chicken. That's so funny. But uh, anyhow, that being said, I kind of do appreciate all his effort, and I do believe he's got the best intentions for making the games um, more serious. I mean, he's he's in deep. Like he did that. uh, that uh, that Portal documentary, mm-hmm. or the, the Portal voiceover back when Portal was a thing, like a dev diary or whatever. Yeah, he so just he's, started a, a podcast. It's a conversation with uh, the Valve guys too. Yeah, he's a real deal, um, and uh, I, I'm sure he does want to turn the video game awards into something more serious. Uh, and m- maybe someday we'll get it, but I think ultimately, if it does amount to what the Emmys are or whatever, it's going to mean just as much. Yeah, I, I 
I put as much, you know, I don't put any stock in the Oscars as far as, oh my God, these are the films that I have a buddy that is, that has a production company on the side here and he will only watch things that have been nominated uh, for an Oscar. And I'm like, dude, you're just missing out. I suppose, but when your time's limited, I guess that's an all right list to choose. No, no, yeah, it's yeah, it's not a bad when your time is limited. But this, yeah. you know, he is he is a, a he is an unmarried, uh, he is an unmarried kidless, um, you know, sack of shit. Of three members of this. No, oh, I'm not saying sack of shit. I don't know where you're going with that. He's a very good guy. <laughs> he has very little responsibility, um, and he has. What am I trying to get at here? He has. Um, he does not. He does not have financial obligations oh. that worry him. Is what I'm trying to say. So he has a lot of free time. So there's no reason he needs to be as selective as he is. He's just doing it to throw a middle finger up, I suppose. Yeah, I think one of the big reasons. And this is the last we can say about this, and then we can move on because I know uh, Eric, you're probably running out of time. Um, I think one of the reasons the Game Awards. What is it called? The Video Game Awards. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I think that hasn't caught on or, like, you don't see video game award winner on a game is the title. Like, the Oscars aren't the good movie awards. They're <laughs> the Oscars. Um, Do we know why, though? Um, we, I did, like, where did once. Where did Oscar I come knew from? where Oscar came from. I do not remember now. Um, but, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, we need... And then that's, the, what, that's what Keeley's up to. <laughs> it wants to be called, be called the Keeleys. The Keeleys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, need, we need like an Found industry icon um, to name these awards after. And yeah. I think it would take off. Um, <clears throat> so last maybe. but not least, well, maybe actually least, uh, on the docket is Nintendo. Um, their conference is Tuesday. Um, which is a like is it a conference this year or is it another treehouse stream? Um, this looks like do like they have a stage presence? Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. E3 2017 conference time, so right. not a treehouse. Hang on, wait, a digital event rather than a live press conference? Yeah, I think it's oh. just this is their stream that they do every year that they've been doing for the last couple of years, followed by an all day treehouse stream. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've been I've been clocked out on Nintendo since 64. No, that's <laughs> not true. Oh, I thought you meant the year. I was not like, hold on a second. <laughs> You're not that old. Since Woodstock, man. What's going on here? Yeah, dude, didn't care. Um, no, I've been clocked out of Nintendo since, like, the GameCube. Um, I played yeah. a bunch of games on GameCube. Maybe you shouldn't friends. be saying that, journalists. No, I mean, I'm being honest. Like, I, I still, when I get a chance to play Nintendo stuff, I review it objectively. But, I mean, I haven't bought a Nintendo system uh, in a long time. I bought a 3DS uh, a couple of years ago and had it for a few months and just caught myself never going back to it. It wasn't, uh, I don't know, I'm just, I don't have a lifestyle that's conducive to sitting down and playing something mobily for long periods of time um and yeah and i feel like for a long time nintendo just kind of focused on their i don't want to say mobile because that implies phones but they they focus on their handheld market Mm -hmm. because they controlled it 
Yeah, speaking on that, I think that would be the smartest. I mean, as successful as the Switch has been, I think it's a great platform. I've held it, I've played it, I've played Zelda. Yeah. Um, it would be the only reason that I buy it. There's also that, what is it, that 8-bit fighter game, uh, the, or 16-bit hero, or whatever it's called. That little fighting game is phenomenal, too. Yeah. Um, I think if the onus is on Nintendo is to get the third-party support. I mean, you've got Bethesda, you've got Bethesda putting out Skyrim on the Switch, but awesome. I've played through Skyrim a million times in a million different ways. I'm not going to do it again on a, a console yeah. that just came out. I was thrown um, off by how excited people were that a six-year-old game was going to be on that system. Yeah, I, I think, think the people that were excited were the uh, Nintendo devotees who've never gotten yep. to play it. <laughs> exactly. Um, you think about the people, uh, I think Nintendo, there, there's two things that they need to pivot on, and this is hard because they're sticking to, for better or worse, their traditional Japanese values is they have to pivot on the fact that the gaming world in and of itself has matured and grown up, right? Um, the guys who played then, like you and I, who grew up on Zelda and Metroid and these 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 more what we would consider children's games now, are now looking for the more mature, deeper content. And when I say mature content, I don't mean murder simulators like Call of Duty and Ghost Recon, which we all just enjoy. not Mario Kart. Yeah, but not Mario Kart. Uh, yeah. and I'm not slighting Mario Kart anyway. I love Mario Kart, but I think it's it's a it's a it's I'm looking for a piece of content that's a good deep story driven. There's some sort of emotional like a Last of Us, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that game I was emotionally invested in that game, uh, mm-hmm. and I, it's it's tough to say that because there are so many games that come out that I enjoy playing. Shit, dude, I was not- emotionally invested in Last of Us like 30 minutes in. Yeah, totally. When- when was the last time that happened on a Nintendo game, right? Never. For, for um, maybe the original Castlevania. Uh, <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah, see, uh, I think Nintendo has done, essentially over its lifespan, for me, in the way I see it, it's gone from original trilogy Star Wars, and then in the last 20 years since I've grown up, it's become prequel trilogy Star Wars. Where, like, I understand its place, I understand that it has its good qualities, but I do also understand that it's generally aimed towards children, and because of that, lacking a lot of things that I want going forward, if that makes yeah, sense. I think the, yeah, I think the smartest thing they can do is stop remaking these stupid mobile games, right? Where they're taking Mario and making... Not that Mario Run is awful, but it's it's a runner. There's 7,000 runners out there. Yeah. Um, and port those games directly to the mobile consoles and go, or the mobile platforms and go. Like, if I could get the original Zelda that I could sit down on a plane offline and play it, done. Uh, that's that's worth, yeah, on my phone, that's worth yeah. 10 bucks to me. Um, you know, and taking that original library of games and not bundling them in super cutesy little boxes. Like, I know we got the NES Classic last year. We're getting this SNES Classic this year. Um, Right, and they're going to be prepackaged games. I think open that entire library up to iOS and Android devices, and you're going to have third-party publishers. You don't even have to do the work, Nintendo. You're just licensing out the ability to make it mobile at that point, and then just reaping the rewards. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, Hear me, um, Nintendo. Hear <laughs> me. Do what I say. Uh, yeah, I think they just they just need to do something. Uh, that I think appeals to an older audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. Like, they make quality stuff. It's just not stuff that I have a desire to reach out and play. Totally. 
Benjamin? Yeah, I suppose. I, uh, uh, I wanted a Wii U, never got one. Um, I liked the Wii all right. Uh, I really want a Switch, but it doesn't seem to have uh, much reason to get one beyond just a few handheld, uh, a few, uh, a small selection of games. Yeah. And, uh, and um, it's got its place, and I think that place is pretty firm. And it could be foolish to try to do what other systems are doing, uh, where other systems are doing it so well. You know, they might be dumping money into something, and, and that doesn't, it just doesn't work. And since their systems are all gimmick based, you know, like the yeah. the screens and the motion sensors and all that stuff, it's a big gamble for a company, third party, to make a game that's mature for a for a for a demographic that's not there. Like people don't go to N- uh, Nintendo for Prey, so why would Prey spend the, the, a year? developing for a gimmick machine that, that that doesn't have a player base yeah so, i totally agree i think i think the onus I don't, is yeah. but no I, I just i just don't think it's realistic to expect that you no, can ask, I totally you agree can ask them I think... to do it but it's you know games ubisoft and all that and them have, have tried and uh, i don't think it worked out and i don't think they're going to continue to try so i think if anybody's going to do it it should be retro studios give us a a just a gritty ass metroid or uh you know, or 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 a known studio like you know, Capcom's not going to do anything, but um, a known studio to give us something on the Wii U that's exclusive to the Wii U that's mature, but uh, that's 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 going to be a a, a one shot. Yeah, know, I think they've not going to be a trend. Yeah, Nintendo has definitely lost by sticking to, and I agree with you on the point of sticking to its guns, and it does have its place, and it keeps Nintendo keeps their uniqueness by sticking to their guns. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, on the flip side of that coin, over the years of sticking to their guns and not entering the spaces that Sony and uh, Microsoft have entered so, and done so successful with, they've hurt a lot of the third-party relationships from sure. the older publishers that just, the, to your point, there's no money there. Uh, I totally yeah. agree with that. I'm not, if I'm a, if I'm an executive at a game studio and I've got to say, okay, where am I going to put my dollars to, to, I've got these two systems that are exactly the same, as far as develop from a development standpoint, um, you know, I got to program them. They run the same. They've got the same base architecture. And then I've got this third guy over here. I've got to dedicate a whole team to. Nah, fuck that. Exactly. Sorry, you're out. And and I don't know. They might be hurting from not getting into that. I hate to keep using prey as a, a market, a battlefield, or whatever. These huge uh, teen and M-rated games. At the same time, they also have Mario and Pokemon, and that's kind of all they need. Yep. And Zelda. Yeah. So totally. we, we want them to change, but really there's no reason to. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking just that. Is it like maybe it's less we need to or maybe we need to expect them to change less and we need to just start accepting their crushing it in the place that they are in right now. Yeah. And yeah. they're not gonna leave it. Like I said, humans mostly fear change and hate it. Um, yeah, you know, Link looked different for a few games, and people fucking blew a gasket. So uh, people don't want change. So uh, you know, I think that's we, also we, the 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 internet society, the gaming culture's sure. whininess as a whole of not, and also that, that going back to just our previous conversation really quick. The other reason we never we I, I don't think we'll ever get rewards, um, and you actually just 
thought popped this into my head, Ben, is when you have a culture that is able to influence creative direction in the way that it has become acceptable. Yeah. I mean, think about Mass Effect 3, right? Uh, speaking from where I stand, I would have told the general audience to kick rocks. This is my artistic vision. This is the vision that we went with. You, you think you think Steven Spielberg is going to go back and recut the end of a movie because the general audience didn't like it? No yeah, way. they didn't film uh, an extra ending scene for Sopranos. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. that's the director and the writer's creative vision, and for some reason, the gaming culture has adopted this policy of. For better or worse, if I'm we gonna dislike go, it, I you change first. it. Yeah, we, you go change it because we demand it, and I don't think that's I don't think that's healthy. But yeah, um, I don't think yeah I don't think Nintendo needs to change. I just think it would be interesting to see how they would if they attempted it. Yeah, what is I guess I what I'm driving at. Fast forward in the timeline of Nintendo and see them as teenagers instead of just kids. Yeah, but maybe we never will. That's all right. Yeah, well, yeah, because they've got apparently they've got more money than God sitting in reserve. Um, yeah, well, so. I mean, they've been kind of been around a while. <laughs> they kind of the, the guys humble that beginnings it. from the humble beginnings as a taxi company. Um, <laughs> Dude, they made like playing cards in the 1800s. I know it's insane. They, they've been around for fucking ages. Yep. That's our uh, E3 prep episode. Um, E3 is next week. Nintendo ends on Tuesday. So all things willing, we'll be back here again next week with our thoughts. And, you know, which conference we think kind of knocked it out of the park, which conference we weren't very proud of. Um, Yeah, so fucking this is getting edited my brain's shutting that's down that's right that's right that's right we can wish mouth all we want just make it sound yeah. beautiful afterwards exactly yep. yeah <laughs> fuck all right so uh guys what are you playing what are we what are we playing this week and why ben, uh sure i can say overwatch but who cares uh i'm playing that uh what's that cutout what's that game strikeout what was that car game cross out cross out yeah that game's fun man it's uh yeah. it's it's pretty typical in its uh, pricing model. It's free, uh, and everything costs unless you dump time into it. But I've put um, I don't know three, four, five hours into it, and uh, I've got a pretty big ass car that uh, you actually build from scratch. And the more you play, the more parts you get. And uh, I don't mean like tires and and headlights and stuff. I mean like you build the frame. Uh, and you put the wheels on the frame anywhere you want, as long as it doesn't rub up against something else. In the middle. Uh, and you don't. And you only. <laughs> you sure? Uh, and then yeah, I built a car with an extremely short wheelbase, and that motherfucker could turn. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the only the only real solid piece is the cab. Um, so if it's a van cab, it's just two doors and an engine. If it's a truck cab, you've got a nice long hood or something like that. But then the rest of the car, you actually have to build from scratch. So it's like body panels oh, wow. uh, but it's also it's also things like corrugated steel and rebar and just like uh, barrels and you just kind of it's mad max basically you can put spikes on it and things like that nice. um and then uh yeah it takes some time you got to be patient unless you want to go like buy uh in-game money or whatever but if not you're just patient and you go online and you either battle people or you fight with them and the controls are pretty 
interesting. You can choose anywhere from like a regular car controls where left and right triggers are gas and brake to like a Halo Warthog style control, which is pretty interesting. Dope. Um, and uh, yeah, this you can you can assign different weapons. You get machine guns. Uh, it's all machine guns and cannons right now, but um, the game's I think it's patching pretty regularly. So I think they're building the game as people play. And matchmaking is extremely fast. We had a problem with the group the other night. It didn't it didn't work. But by myself, you're in queue for maybe five seconds, and you join a game. So there's a lot of people playing, and that's probably because it's free. Yeah, I need to give it a shot again because dude, it's really cool, playing, man. Right? Nothing happened. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't sit down for 15 minutes unless you've already got your game set up like i can pop in for 15 minutes play a single game mess with my my thing a little bit or mess with some architecture or whatever engineering um try to find a way to put eight tires on a vehicle you know you can mess around for a short amount of time but not when you're starting when you're starting you want to give yourself like a solid hour because uh the interface is really dense it's not very it's not incredibly intuitive to be honest um the learning curve is a little steep and the the walkthrough is not very helpful but uh, yeah, and in about an hour, I figured it out, and it's it's really fun. So I, I strongly recommend everybody get into that. It's pretty neat. So cross out. It's free to play on Xbox. Is it on? Yeah, um... it's on PlayStation also. Yeah. All right, Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, Eric, what are you diving into? Um, same as Ben, with the Overwatch. But uh, who cares? Right now, I'm still wrapping up uh, season ten on Diablo, just because they finally rolled them out the console. So I'm completely obsessed uh, into that. Um, I am slowly creeping up on a thousand Paragon, which is a feat in and of itself since the season just started at the end of March. Um, and those of you that play Diablo know what that is. And since I'm a solo player, mostly I don't play with a group. I don't get any of the bonus XP and stuff like that. Um, rolling that, working my way up the ladders, uh, just trying to get into the nineties on the greater rifts, uh, before the season ends, uh, almost there. Um, and then other than that, just wait to see what E3 holds um, and waiting for the season to wrap up so I can find something else to play. Oh, uh, Tokyo 42. Um, that's pretty dope. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah so, I'd like to put more time into that, honestly. That was a good yeah, time. Yeah, I'm going to put some more time into that one. Uh, I don't have much to say about it because I haven't spent a whole ton of time there. So I will toss the ball to you, Caleb, and let you talk about that more because I know you're playing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely playing Tokyo 42, um, a little indie game made by a company called Supermac, I believe. Uh, S-Mac, S-Mac games. Um, they describe smack. it as the love... It basically it says smack. smack. It might be Smack. <laughs> might know. be, maybe not. It's S-M-A-C. That's how you spell it. Um, oh, I see. But anyway, uh, they describe it as the love child between... Um, Syndicate and Grand Theft Auto One, and yeah, the original the Syndicate, not the, the original Syndicate, yeah, not yeah. the <laughs> remake with the Skrillex tra- music in the trailer. Um, it's really dope. It's a isometric style shooter that allows you to rotate the camera um, around uh, your character, and it takes place in a big open world city where you're uh, a hitman. Uh, well, you're just a regular person who gets framed for murdering somebody, <laughs> and and your solution uh, is to become a hitman. Yeah, ironically, your solution is to then go become a hitman to you clear like, your name. You instantly murder like six people. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um, I really like it. There's uh, It's got some wonky controls. It's a little interesting to figure out how to do because um, you can play it like a, a twin-stick shooter. But if you do, you only fire on one 
plane parallel with the ground. And if you click the right stick, you can use your aiming cursor like a mouse. But it's over a three-dimensional terrain. So, like, you could scroll. You could just hit up, right, on the stick and drag it across the ground. But if you go up a wall, you'll be aiming up at the top of the building. Um, so it takes uh, a I think little it kind of works, actually. I was uh, Sunday was coming after me up the stairs. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wasn't doing the twin stick. I was doing the icon aiming, and it, it kind of worked out. I, I didn't kill him until he got right next to me, but it was definitely a shootout. For sure, yeah. And the more the more and more I play with it, the more it, uh, it starts to make sense, or I, mm -hmm. the more I get better at it. I've been, like, aiming at guys and then running and jumping around corners and shooting yeah. while I'm in the air. Yeah. Because um, it creates this fixed point you're aiming for. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm about halfway through the story on that. Um, and it's pretty dope. Uh, there's like a company that's been giving people pills that makes them come back to life, which is why hitmen aren't hunted by the cops <laughs> because people just come back to life. So like somebody assassinating you is more a message actually sent to you than the people around you um, because you're going to get back up. Uh, and that company has been trying to develop mind control. Because everyone wants to live forever, so they're taking this pill. But they might be also trying to control people's minds. So, that's as far as I've gotten so far. I'm about halfway through it. Um, it's a lot of fun. Other than that, like these other two guys, I've been playing Overwatch. Um, and I've been dipping my toes back into Deus Ex um, and playing the DLC. Um, the second I did DLC. my first qualifying match for Overwatch. And it's so low that people laugh at me. Wow. That yep. sucks. Yep. <laughs> and it's so low, I can't even play with them. No. Yeah. You're you're out of the you're out of the running, Ben. Sorry. Yep. So, so if you uh, don't qualify, are you just out of competitive until the next season starts. I gotta play by myself. No, you, get my rank up. Yeah, you gotta play by yourself and get your rank up. You gotta be within like I think it's like five hundred. Uh, no, a thousand. Ben, you wanna play some Overwatch okay. competitive? <laughs> you have to be within a thousand. I am. Less than a thousand. I'm more than a thousand points away from from some of my friends in their ranking. <laughs> more than a thousand points away from me because I'm the lowest next to you. So <laughs> yep. we can probably play together because Ben, you and I were the ones that got our placement after losing ten games in a row. Yeah. Was, see, I, I think that's bullshit. They all lost. I was on their team, and we all lost. Oh no! So, I'm within a thousand points of you two then because we all got it at the same the same. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Yeah. So. So how am I so different when we were all losing? That's bullshit. Yeah, that I don't know Maybe ranks on like God, I don't know how individuals of performances. Yeah. Um, yeah and the only I'm... character I play is Soldier Seventy Six, so you'd think I'd be decent at him. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, well, thanks everyone for listening to this, the first episode of Bounty Board, um, brought to you by Nerdy Bits. We're gonna try and make this a weekly thing next week, like we said. It's gonna be the E three recap. We're gonna give our judgments on everything. Uh, Look to Nerdy Bits for more content coming out written, news-wise about E3 and anything else that's coming up. And, uh, yeah, keep your ear peeled for Episode 2. Uh, my name is Caleb, your editor-in-chief. Love Wub on Twitter, Xbox, everything. You can find me that way. Uh, I am Ben Sawyer. You can find <laughs> me as Sketch Sawyer uh, everywhere. So uh, Twitch, YouTube, which I don't really update. Uh, Xbox Live, PSN, Twitter, Instagram, and all that stuff. I'm uh, streaming every day on Twitch from at least noon to six, sometimes earlier, sometimes later. 
doing uh, art and stuff. Come say hi or make a request. And uh, yeah, see you all next week. <laughs> and this is Eric signing off. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, you can find me everywhere as Hybrid Glass, uh, Twitter, YouTube, all of that. Uh, and then on Xbox and Twitch as E9 Sunday. And I tried to switch that to Hybrid Glass last week, and it felt like I cut out a piece of my heart. Uh, so I'm going to be splitting the <laughs> splitting up between Hybrid Glass and E9 Sunday. Uh, but find me on Twitter. I'm on there all day. And then Twitch, usually streaming nightly, uh, whatever we're playing. So talk to everybody next week. Thanks a lot. Take it easy. Yep. Bye. Bye. Also, Eric, this shit is hilarious.